Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to Ali.vision. Hello and welcome to Kabbalistic Astrology. This is the weekly forecast, the last one of many we did in this format. And this is Matt Taylor. My name is Nicola Colani, and we speak about the weekly astrology. We, we take some um, informations a little bit like ahead of time. And with the new astrological year, we will find a new format for this whole information that you get weekly. And um, yeah, we will see yes. where it goes. Yes, we will see. Hi, yeah, we're coming to, it's funny because I was just looking at it, we we started when Saturn went into Aquarius at the end of 2020. I remember, yeah. We and we're finishing like this at, when Saturn finished in Aquarius, mm-hmm. in just now, this week, and so it's, it's kind of like a very Saturnian project. Yes, it was. And... That's so interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, it's very, very that, very bordered, very structured, very, you know, beginning and end yeah yes yes so well that's it so well I thought I'd talk about the new astrological year it starts like around the 22nd I think 23rd oh I can't remember the exact day but around that yeah yeah around there of of March and we'll be coming into an astrological new year which always starts with the month of Aries it's the Aries new moon and we go around the cycle again so we are coming to the end of the cycle with Pisces and we're coming to the end with this. And so, yeah, it's kind of a, a time for a rebirth. Oh, yeah, it is. It's always oh. what springs about, I think, a new, yeah. new flourishing of new things. So I thought I would just bring through what are the what's happening around this um, new moon. Mm. Um, because it really kind of, it's not the only thing that is influential through the year, but it really is a seed level for the year. So if we have a bit of understanding of what's happening in this new moon, it kind of sets a, a seed for the things that will grow through the rest of the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah. So it's important just to look at a few. I just wasn't going to look at everything that's happening, but just what are the significant changes that are happening <clears throat> around this time of year? So one of the first things that's happening is that Pluto is moving from Capricorn into Aquarius. I had a look at the exact degree. Um, and Pluto will be on 29 degrees and 57 seconds. It's like three seconds off Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, it goes on to the, it doesn't have 30 degrees. It goes on to the zero degrees Aquarius, like three seconds, which is which is a lot for Pluto. It may take a couple of days for it to, to do that three. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, it's a very far away. It's not so so but it's bordering right on so you know for the rest of the year what that means is it's it's not actually in aquarius it hasn't really gone in there it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. um you know it's sort of like just before so we will get a blend of the end of aquarius and begin uh, sorry end of capricorn and beginning of aquarius feels and actually when you look through that whole year um Pluto goes into Aquarius a bit later and then it goes back into Capricorn anyway. It's mm-hmm. a retrograde. And so yeah. it's really over this next year, Pluto is just going backwards and forwards between Capricorn and Aquarius. It's not really in one or the other, you would I would say. Mm-hmm. In fact, if I was to say one, it's actually more finalizing on Capricorn than it is entering Aquarius. We'll just get like peak views. The yeah. Pluto, Pluto in Capricorn is 
yeah, is finalizing all of its work that it's been doing since 2008. So when it goes into a sign, it could be in there from anywhere between 14 and 24 years, depending yeah. on how many retrogrades, what sign it is, because Pluto doesn't go in a circle, it goes ecliptical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when it does an eclipse, it means it could spend longer in that sign mm -hmm. um, than it normally, you know, there's no set amount of time that it normally spends in, in a sign. So, <clears throat> so Capricorn, it's been in there for more or less six 15 years yeah. going on 16 years and it's really finalizing all of this a financial breakdown government breakdown um big institution breakdown structural breakdown history breakdown capricorn's very institutional structurally orientated it's very past orientated so mm -hmm. it's been cleansing things of the past but institutional things and you know so we look at things like uh institutional racism or if you look at things like the, the, the royal family if you look at things like western governments or all governments actually have broken down uh you look at things like the economy how it doesn't work for anybody really unless you're sort of so rich that you're above it doesn't touch you you know mm -hmm. you sort of <laughs> you've sort of been influenced by pluto in, in Capricorn. Capricorn is also authorities and Pluto is really bringing out all of the gamut that lies in our, in the authority. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So, which we look at banks, accountancy firms, governments, and this is the thing that's been affected over over these six. So that kind of concludes, right? So that kind of, and when anything concludes, it never goes out with a whimper. It always goes out with a bang. So we will see more of these problems intensified over the next year so it will bring more financial administrative government institutional problem yeah mm. uh, what is the, the pluto and aquarius pluto and aquarius is completely different so capricorn is very earth sign so it's pluto is detoxing very earthy kind of structural processy kind of things and aquarius is an air sign so an air sign really deals with the head mm -hmm. Yeah, the thinking, the ideas. Now, Aquarius is different to the other two air signs. The other two air signs are Gemini and Libra, uh, and they all deal with the head, but they are shaded differently. Mm. Aquarius is the fixed sign, so therefore it's the way I'm fixed in my head. Uh, what do I only believe in? What are the things that I only think can be this way? Yeah, so this is always ideology academic academic people that researching things and if they if they can't have their ideas challenged because then they don't get jobs right they, 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 they their ideas depend on it yeah mm -hmm. uh, uh it, re religious extremism yeah um political uh, militancy you know all of this kind of ideology and fixed thinking is very Aquarius. It's the shadow side of Aquarius, yeah. Mm. And they're also very, um, they're very aloof people, or it's a very aloof sign. It has no feeling. It has no emotion. Yeah, it's a cold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is the sign that brings out all of the really, the the militancy of of thought. Yeah. So. This um, I just sort of outlaid a few of those okay. places, but it, it's really a revolution in thinking. So what we will see is new thought, yeah, new ideas, 
uh, progressive, humanistic, really out of the box ideas. That's the kind of great thing about Aquarius, moving society forward, what's blocking us, but also elevating the shadow side, which is what Pluto does. It brings up the darkness, brings up the shadow for us to see. Yep. So where is the militant thinking? Where is the 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 religiosity of everything? Yeah, the, the dug in deep thought that no one's changing on. Yeah. And this will all be elevated. We will see more of this. Though, mm -hmm. so, you know, it's sort of like because Pluto's been very close to Aquarius for the kind of last couple of years, you start to see it through this wokeism. Uh, through like you're getting in Israel, the, the 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 Jews are practically well, the extreme Jews, the Orthodox Jews are practically taken over the country, and so you're sort of starting to see the places where this is starting to come through. Now it's always been there, but this gets elevated into into that. Yeah, so <clears throat> so we will see more of that um, of 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 Pluto being in Aquarius and Capricorn. I I cannot fully grasp yet the the vibrational energies of Pluto going into Aquarius because it's it's not happened yet and since in this lifetime so I'm like not right. fully there yet. What mm. I can feel is that um, Pluto finalizing in Capricorn on a on a personal level, I can feel that very much that um, there is no and I can see that with many of my clients as well. There is no um, capacity to hold any illusion up anymore. Mm. Like if you still have had illusionary, illusionary um, uh, vibrations in 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 your in your life, um, you cannot hold that up anymore. It's like the veil is being like very is lifted and there is a, a clarity there um which was not available before uh like closing down now uh, this pluto situation like well yes that's right i mean like um it capricorn is very money and paper orientated job title orientated yeah. structure orientated profession yeah. orientated like it's it's got that so you know 2008 it was where do you live what do you do how much do you earn and that kind of like doesn't wash anymore you can't hang your hat on it you can't define yourself by it because everybody knows well it could be gone tomorrow so we really learned a lot of that's about holding on to things that are very physical, don't really work to us, yeah? Because it's Pluto acts like a detox. So you don't know what's in, how much you've got in there or what's in there until you stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then you see how addicted we are to things, right? <laughs> how much we're holding on to things. So yeah. Pluto like brings all that up to the skin and you go, oh my God, I'm sweating or I'm jittery or I'm like all of that, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of goes in deep and exposes things that are hidden in that particular sign that the sign rules over. So with Aquarius, it really rules over like progressive, modern societal fairness, equality kind of thing, which is great. It moves, moves, it moves humanity forward. Aquarius is about that. It's also about the atom and the energy and the vibration and the yeah. And the energizing of things that rules over science and technology. So that'll be like that's what progresses forward, right? But there's shadow side to that. It's mm -hmm. like where is the where is the ideology and the militancy and the 
and uh, and they will not tolerate anything outside of this bandwidth of thought. Totally. What, yeah. where, where where does that show up most? It shows up most most in places like Russia or China in particular, where they're monitoring things and watching things and mm-hmm. moving people down corridors and monitoring their brain and how many of the hours they're working. And so, you know, all of, all of that is is kind of being exposed out and so you can see it more where it exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look back in history, what's also interesting and what I heard a lot and I read a little bit about, and I'm not like really did the deep dive, but the last time Pluto was in Aquarius, um, there was the French Revolution <laughs> and there was mm. um, the, the war in the United States between mm. Democrats and the Republicans, mm-hmm. like the, the red and the blue. Mm. So what's really interesting is it's also bringing like the uprooting of change in societal mm. norms. And what I think is very fascinating, um, like, of course, it's, I, I don't believe that we will have like a lot of uprootings in, um, in, in uh, the Western civilization a lot, like as it used to be with a war, like a civil yeah. war. But what you can see, for example, already now is in France, for example, there are so many people like striking at the moment mm. because they wanted to um, level like to, to raise the retirement age from 62 to 65, I think. And so the whole country is like laying down flat at the moment because they're not they don't want to do that. So the modern way of like civil wars is a different one than it used to be, especially with this modern time now with the Aquarian age in general. That means mm. we're not in this Piscean age anymore where we up, up, uproot against the government or the, the church or whatever. We're, we're, we're up-leveling and we're uprooting against our own, um, our own thoughts, our own mind, our own values, our own uh, in a, on a personal level on and in society, I think um, it's against what are we accepting as collective, as a collective mind, as a collective um, of a country as well. Yes, it's very collective orientated. So, you know, we had insight into that as Saturn was going through Aquarius for the past two and a half years, like we've been seeing sort of collective movements of strikes and fairness and justice and all of that. And Pluto really is a great force that picks up on all of that thing. Yeah. It'll be there for 16, 18 years. So plenty of time to uproot all of the, the, the blockages yeah. and darkness. So also what happens is Saturn goes into Pisces. Pisces is about the submerged worlds. Right, it's all about what's hidden, what's subconscious, what's in my, you know, deep, deeper, darker feelings, uh, what's in the dream state. It's all of those kind of otherworldly places, the spiritual worlds, you know, the, the intangible worlds, right? Mm-hmm. The intangible places, and Saturn is completely the opposite planet. It's all about the tangible things, right? What's what's real. What's, so here, what Saturn is doing is uprooting all of the illusions, yeah. all of the dreams, you know, and it's kind of interesting that Pluto is going over the Pluto of the United States right now. It's been there for a couple of years. And then, you know, this American dream idea, 
you know, it's sort of Saturn now in Pisces that really collapses all of that American dream thing. So we will see people really realizing how it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know, what's real and what's not real becomes a lot more obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's promised and doesn't happen. Uh, what is, you know, ideal but unrealistic. What's visionary but not there. But yes, yes, you can't do it. So Saturn like takes all of that fluff out and makes things like this is what's possible. This is what Mm -hmm. we can do. This is what's real. This is the reality. That's right. Exactly. And it does particular work internally on the fears, you know, it's associated with um, with, uh, the dark, not the darker. I wouldn't say that. The deeper places within us. Mm. Yeah. So... Aquarius, when Saturn was in Aquarius, it dealt with collective fears, right? Lacks predominantly. It showed us that there's a lack of money, a lack of food, a lack of energy or whatever it was. There's collective fear around that. Yeah. And so it deals with that. Now, Pisces will deal with more of the fears around, more the fears around that are emerged in our subconscious. It's really interesting what psychologists say is because when anything is a fear, we don't deal with it. We bury it into the subconscious mm-hmm. reality, yeah, into that world because it's too much for us to deal with. So Saturn comes in and sort of elevates it and puts it like, oh, you remember that thing that you didn't deal with before or that you just submerged or you put uh, like into the watery depths? That Saturn is also rules. Um, <clears throat> it kind of rules, as I said, authorities and it rules older people. So this is where we will, Pisces is a very um, generous or beneficent sign, but it also deals with a lot of like um, places where people want to escape. So, you know, we we could see things of escapism, suicide, you know, taking, you know, taking out of reality, all of that sort of stuff. So, it's the dual worlds that we're floating between in this in this that can really be shine up so i you know i would say that that sort of look at you know mental health with pluto and aquarius suicide uh dealing with deeper things all of that like it's really pushing us to cleanse out internally where before it was more showing us the external darkness you know like institutions and civic things and economies and all of these external things it's really now going in deeper into our mindset and our subconscious and we get this kind of uh, plain seeing revolutionary ways forward Mm -hmm. yeah yeah saturn and pisces is like a lot of oh (laughs) i find it it very oh I if you have a planet there, I mean, yes. like, I, yeah, yeah. it's like Pluto and Capricorn is going to come in and make things a lot more structured, a lot more mature, a lot more yeah. developed, a lot more sensible, a lot more realistic and make you, you know, accountable to the things around you. And within the Pisces, it's like, where was I daydreaming or not taking responsibility yeah. or floating oh, out or totally. disassociating from things or dreaming about things that I've never done. Yes. And I made the dream so big that I didn't even, that gave me a reason not to do it. it, it all of that, right? Yeah, all yeah, of yeah. that kind of fluff. 
Plus, I also plus, I, plus. I found in the last couple of days mm -hmm. many uh, mind uh, born um, fantasies and ideas from my teenage age. Like, oh, right. yeah, it was very interesting. And um, so I, I, I really, yeah. I'm sorry, my, my mother and my godson were here and they were oh. like, okay, can you bring him to, to school at four? I was like, yeah. Can we get this No, I'm recording. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, that's also the last, you see, like there's like many things happening that shouldn't be happening. So All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very so interesting. No? It is, it is. And I think this this what I wanted to say about Saturn going into Pisces is it is like a very big chance. Like the, there's also this whole, um, a, a whole generation having a Saturn return now. Mm, yes. So I feel like this is also a, a, a part of a generational majority yes. happening. And I think, could you maybe elaborate a little bit on that? And then we- Yeah, sure. I mean, like, you know, so people born maybe uh, in this generation, right, in the last 12 years, would have had Neptune in Pisces. So they were already, and, Neptune, and people born in this generation, like, you know, Neptune's been in Pisces now since 2012. It'll be there to 2025, 26, 13 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so there'll be a lot of people, a lot of kids that are 2012 that are living with a lot of Neptune in Pisces, mm -hmm. right? They're, you know, they're there with very spiritual very elevated kind of people, very generous, very unified, a lot of high love, a lot of, you know, coming through in the reality. So they will experience the Saturn going over their Neptune. So, you know, we've got all these millions of kids that have been born in the last 12 years and they will have a Saturn go over them and they'll, they'll sort of go into a, a place where are your ideals real? Mm -hmm. yeah are your ideal are you accountable of ideals are they things that you're working on are they are things that you can achieve you know so those things for young kids can be quite you know debilitating when you think of all of the things that you thought were and then yeah. you're confronted with something that it's not possible right so um that is kind of the thing also neptune is creative it's talents it's arts it's all of that and then again you get saturn which brings in work and accountability so you know so and making things structured and putting things in place and putting things real which is not necessarily what artistic people are no. best known for. no definitely not <laughs> <laughs> right so we will see a lot of accountability and structure and, and all of those sorts of things um, so for me, Saturn gets a bad rap, but it's hard when you're doing it, but you're grateful when it's finished. It's 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 that. So I think we'll also see like Pluto, I mean, sorry, Pisces can also deal with abundance issues. So are you working in budgets? Are you overspending? Are you depressed and spend a lot of money? Are you sad? And do you know what I mean? It, it deals with a lot of that as well. Uh, so some of the biggest spenders, yeah, some of the biggest spenders are depressed people. 
Yeah. So that brings out all of that issue as well. I think also it's a really good topic. Um, I think also this, the, the the people that spend a lot of money. I was, by the way, one of these. Mm. Um, um, I spent a lot of money when I felt lonely. So a depression can all also be just in a partial um, vibrational field of yourself. Mm. And like going in and doing that work and like really like uproot the, the reason of the depression um that's like really like a big thing yes that's right that could do that also pisces brings a lot of addictions such as smoking and drugs and alcohol because those things elevate you out of reality right that's their job is to elevate you above reality so saturn comes in and makes you work on those things as well so think about the things that don't necessarily have to be like that what do you do that elevates you out of reality and Saturn will make you confront it rather than use other ways of disassociating. Okay, so that's another one. And then the, there's three little planets doing a change at the beginning. So Mercury, Venus, and Mars. So Mercury will move into Aries. So that will give us the ability to express ourselves. That power will be there at the beginning of the new year. Mercury is about my thoughts, my words, my expression. And Aries is about the self. So it's really helping to find the words to express ourselves, to talk about ourselves, to clarify our real identity, who we really are. What, you know, in the Aries is the existential question. And we've had a lot of discussion about all possibilities of who I could be over the past couple of years. And it starts to like now move things into what is actually your talk about what your identity actually really is. Uh, Venus in Taurus is lovely. It gives us all of the nice sort of vibes of enjoying life. What is quality life to you? What is what is the simple but nice life, right? And Jupiter will be in Taurus as well later on in the year, making us look at the good life. What is the good life, right? So there'll be questions around like kind of moving ourselves away from the fantasies and the ideals and the ridiculous things that we often overstate or understate about ourselves and giving us much more clarity on what we can do in the life that is realistic, the life that is real, the life that is, you know, quality, but not over, over exacerbated. Um, and there's not a lot of fire in the chart, which fire tends to exacerbate things, make things bigger and more glamorous and more, you know, more showy, right? There's not a lot. So it's really um, the bit that we have, you know, will end in May, the Jupiter in Aries, it will end in May, and then Jupiter will be in Taurus. So really, like, we're really taking out a lot of the overstated stuff. We're trimming things back internally. We're going back to simplicity. We're going back to reality. We're going back to what, what good really is. And we're having a revolution in that, a revolution of a good life, right? And Mars finalizes in Gemini. It's on like the last degree in Gemini. So it's been there for six months. And Mars puts power or desire or cheat into things. And Gemini is in the mind. So we've been really rethinking things from a whole multi, all different ways and multi-perspectives up and looking at our lives in all sorts of ways. For the past six months, all the possibilities of what we could do, right? So somehow at the end of this astrological year, we will gain a lot of clarity 
a lot of clarity about everything you know uh it's really about clarity on who i am clarity on the life that i want and that is possible clarity on the challenges particularly in my head which is where all challenges start like clearing that out to get clear thinking if we start to do the work right yeah would you also say that the way the planets are in the beginning of the astrological year has an impact on the whole year um, going forward? Or would you say, mm, no, in Kabbalistic astrology is rather like monthly by month by month or like. Yeah, there's layers. No, there's a, there's yeah. a year, there's a month, there's a week. There's layered and subtleties to to all of it and overhanging sort of over overarching themes but also little movements in be mm. in between mm. so it's a textured thing yeah yeah i think what what i really can recommend to do um is if you want to like get the energies of that uh, new year uh, for the new astrological year if you want to get these energies somehow in what you can do for example is build a crystal bracelet or build a crystal um mala or you can um uh, draw a painting with the frequencies in there on this new moon in aries and in order for you to like get the vibrational imprint in and then hang that somewhere where you can use it so it like really constantly gives you this this um underlaying force to to um to this year to to really like maneuver yourself with more mm. clarity I yeah think it's really beneficial something like that and um yeah yeah I mean it's going to open a lot of doors internal doors yeah. you know for this kind of year it's going to open a lot of like rejigging internally about ourselves and how we think about ourselves and our lives where I think in the more probably the last 14 years it's all been the external things that are do we trust in our government? Do we, you know, what are they doing now? And what are they up to? And now can they spend our money? And, you know, and all of this kind of exposure of these big institutions and banks and all of that. Uh, and now it's much more to deal with internally and people. Yeah, it's much more people orientated and much more internal orientated. Aquarius is about people, mm -hmm. the groups of people, societies, communities, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm this kind of thing it's all being um, sort of dug up about what's not there and this is why I think we'll also go back to a very um localized feel mm -hmm. like society feel community yeah, feel yeah, yeah, yeah like breaking down this big sort of like big globalist logistics supplies businesses yeah sort of closing yeah. in they're even like in in England. They already have cities that agreed that they will start to have the cities divided by certain zones. Mm, if you want right. to drive out of the zone, you need to pay a certain amount, or like it it will be very local. Everything. Like yeah, moving things yeah. back around, food, all of yeah. that, get, and, buying locally. Mm -hmm. And it can be positive, but it also can be very constraining, if, mm. if, if you want to say so. So we will, we'll see about that and how that plays off. Uh, how that plays out. Yeah. I think, yes, we will see. All yeah. right. Okay. Well, Thank you so much, everyone, for always listening to our podcast. We really appreciated you having you all the time. We will think of a new format, how and if we will do this again. 
and then we come back up with something new. And yes, we're going to have a re revolution in our thinking, a yes, rethinking of everything that yes, represents everything. Okay. Right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us over the last two and a half, two and a bit years. No. Yes, that was great. <laughs> a lot of fun. Bye, everybody. Okay, thank you so Bye. much. Bye. Bye. Lovely having you with us at Ali Talks. Would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at ali.vision or write us an email at contact at ali.vision.